What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Lost Lifting Talk. Today we have another Q&A episode about to go underway. But before we hop into it, I have just a couple things to mention. Number one, if you have questions that you would like answered, you can always go down the link to the description. My email is always linked down there. You can leave a message there, ask me a question. I'll get back to you, answer it there. And if it's something that will help people on the podcast, I'll potentially bring those questions onto the podcast as well. I won't mention your name or anything. I'll just um, mention the question and provide an answer to everybody because chances are if it's something you're struggling with, there's probably other people out there that are struggling with it too and would benefit from getting the answer as well. And number two would be if you could take a screenshot of this episode Put it on your Instagram story. Tag me in it. I'll send you a message personally thanking you for doing so just to help more people get eyes on this. Chances are if you're coming back to this podcast over and over, it means you're getting a good amount of value from it, which means other people could probably be getting a good amount of value from it too. They just don't know about it. So I'd really appreciate that. And that's really all I've got. Without further ado, let's just get started into these questions. All right. The first question of the day is... Would you ever recommend the keto diet? That's a great question. I have been known to talk a little bit of smack on the keto diet over the last while. And it's not because I don't like the keto diet. It's just the narrative that gets placed behind it about carbs being bad and you have to cut carbs to to lose fat and you can't eat sugar to lose fat or anything like that. When people start talking in that sense and become very dogmatic in their approach and thinking that it's the only way, that's when I take... A stance on something because anything inside of fitness, there's no there's no room for dogmatism. Everybody is so individualized and so different and needs such a, a different approach to what they're doing that um, thinking that way and portraying that you have to do it this way or you have to do it that way, I just don't agree with because, again, everybody needs an individualized approach to what they're doing to be able to create a sustainable result for them. So it's not that I would never recommend the keto diet. There are certain instances where I think it may be more optimal for people. One, if you're not resistant training, if you don't do, if you're not doing a whole lot of exercise and, and you've got a lot of weight till you lose, but you're not ready to start exercising and you don't want to count calories, you're, you're totally against that. The keto diet could work because it's going to completely cut out carbs for you, which is automatically going to drop calories down. So that's why people are successful with it. So it could work um, in certain instances. That would be one to where if you don't need a ton of um, quick energy sources from carbohydrates, carbohydrates provide a quick energy source that you can can help optimize your training, your energy levels, especially for resistance training. So if you're not doing any of that, but you're wanting to lose some weight and you're totally against counting calories, if you're fine without eating carbs and just eating fattier foods, then potentially going on a keto diet. I'm, I would never say that's a bad thing. If you're trying to improve your health, it's not a bad thing. Just understand that you're not losing weight because you're cutting carbs out. You're losing weight because you're in a caloric deficit and staying consistent with it. That's where weight loss comes. So keto isn't bad. If you want to follow it, you absolutely can. Do I think it's optimal for everybody? Absolutely not. I think it may be best for somebody, like I said, who isn't doing much exercise, refuses to count calories or keep track of their calories and just wants an easy approach like that without thinking too much about it, it may work. Now, you could argue that they're not really learning a whole lot throughout the process. They're not learning 
um, nutritional principles to be able to sustain that result. What happens when you don't want to go keto anymore? Then you're going to have to relearn how to eat all over again. If you go back to the eating the way you were, you're probably going to end up in the same position that you were in to want to lose the weight in the first place. So understanding all of that before you hop into it is key number one. And most people who are following a keto diet or are in the middle of it and haven't thought about it that way, they don't want to hear that cold hard truth. They don't want to hear about just the fact of well, what happens when you want to be done with keto, then what? Because they're not, they're usually in a short term mindset and not even worried about the future. And then once it gets here and hits them in the face, that's when they're like, oh crap, I probably messed up. That wasn't probably the smartest thing for me to do. And people that are using the keto diet at this point, there's a lot of people coming out and, and talking about their experience. Yes, they've lost a ton of weight in a good amount of time, but then when they realize they don't want to eat keto for the rest of their lives, they realize they're in a bit of a situation and end up yo-yoing and going back to where they were at before. So as long as you have that core, those, that core understanding of that, it's not that carbs are bad and understanding that calories control everything when it comes to weight loss, weight gain. When you start with that understanding, if you still want to go keto, by all means, just understand that on the back end, it can lead to potential trouble because you're not learning how to necessarily fit nutrition into your life. You're fitting your life into nutrition by, by restricting carbs and then you may potentially have struggles. What happens when you go out to eat um, and they don't have food there for you that that is keto friendly? Then what? You have a decision to make. It's either not eat and not enjoy yourself, or go all out and binge because you messed up. It's kind of it just turns into a lose lose situation. So I don't want to get too far down this rabbit hole, but again, it can work for people. I, it's not my first option. I wouldn't suggest it to most, but. It does. It's not that it doesn't work. It's just a hard long-term strategy for somebody to be able to sustain. All right, moving on to the next question. Here's a good one that's common. Hey, Chaz, just curious, what method do you recommend to figure out how many calories you burn in a day? I had an in-body test done a couple months ago and got my RMR, but that obviously doesn't include workouts and everything else I do during the day. I tried the apps that give you estimated amounts of macros slash calories based on weight and activity level, but I don't know how accurate those numbers are. Honestly, I don't think that there's a an optimal calculation that you can use to figure out um, your calorie expenditure in a day, figure out your maintenance level of calories. Honestly, just getting started using the numbers from an app and, and then assessing after a week or two the progress that you're making is the best way to go to be able to get the most accurate number possible. I've mentioned this a million times. I think I've mentioned it on like the last three episodes, but um, I do have a free resource called the Macro Starter Kit that will help walk you through an easy calculation just to get set up with your calories and your macros as you're beginning. But I'm not saying that those numbers are perfect. No set of numbers that you can calculate is going to be perfect. Everybody is super individualized and will burn a different amount of calories depending upon their metabolism, their diet history, their hormones. Um, how much exercise they're doing, what kind of job that they have. There's a ton of different factors that are going going to go into this and you're not going to get a perfect number from any reading really. Where the perfect number comes is through trial and error, through starting to track and then from there making the adjustments as you're going with your progress so that you can, then it gives you a good idea of how many calories you're actually burning. Let's say that you're burning, let's say that you're losing one pound every single week. That means on average one pound of fat every single week. What that means is that you're probably eating in a caloric deficit of around 500 calories per day. The reason that I know that is because 
3,500 calories equals one pound of fat. So if you eat in a caloric deficit of 500 calories every single day, that's 3,500 calories, a 3,500 calorie deficit over a week, which is going to equal one pound of fat loss. So if you're on that track, it gives me a good idea that you're eating around 500 calories less than what your body is burning every day. So if you just added 500 calories to that, you'd know that's about your maintenance. And so that's how you can, can kind of understand it. But understand that as you start to lose more weight, like your, the amount of calories you burn per day fluctuates all, all the time. As you lose weight, um, your, the amount of calories you burn, your maintenance drops too. As, as you get lighter, you expend more energy expend less energy just to live so that maintenance drops a little bit your metabolism starts to come down and so it's always going to be a fluctuating tool but the way that i gauge it is by the progress that you're making with the amount of food that you're eating and then you make the adjustments necessary and you have a a rough idea of how many calories you are burning per day and so it takes a lot it takes you being consistent with weighing yourself every day too, though, so that you can get those weekly averages and understand what your weight's doing and different things to understand what the caloric intake that you're taking in, how that's affecting your body. So hopefully that makes sense. If you're super, if you're stuck on figuring out the perfect calories for you to start on, there's not a perfect set of calories for you to start on. There's educated guesses. That's exactly what the macro starter kit does. That's exactly what all these apps do. Like my fitness pal will give you numbers to start on you can start there and then just make the adjustments as necessary if you're making the correct amount of progress that you want to be making then continue with it if if you're not losing the weight that you want to then you probably need to drop calories a little bit if you're trying to maintain your weight and you're losing weight then you probably need to up calories a little bit if you're gaining weight and you're trying to maintain weight well then you probably need to drop calories a little bit and just reassess as you keep going and that's going to be the best tool for you to really understand how many calories you're burning through per day so hopefully that makes sense don't think too much into it again just just get started use something if you want go grab that free resource that i have the macro starter kit you can calculate it and then start tracking start understanding and if you have further questions to understand how to adjust you can always reach out and i'd be more than happy to help in any way that i can so hopefully that helps all right moving on to number three all right the question is love all your posts the one you just posted i was wondering what metabolic planning is thank you so in a recent post i talked about um, the cores to your nutrition and one of those core principles was metabolic metabolic planning what i mean by that is what happens with a lot of people is they'll put themselves into a caloric deficit they want to lose fat especially females will do this but i did this once as well when i very first got into counting calories and counting macros and learning the principles of nutrition is when you put yourself into caloric deficit what happens a lot of times especially for females is you'll start to lose some weight and you'll keep losing weight, keep losing weight, it goes really well. But then once you reach your goal or else your hormones are tapped out or your metabolism is tapped out, your mindset is tapped out, you're just tired of that caloric deficit because over time you, you don't always want to be eating a low amount of calories. You don't want to always be eating less calories than what your body is burning because with time your metabolism is going to adapt. It's not going to be as efficient. It's not going to burn as many calories. You're not going to feel as good. Your hormones are going to go down the drain. Your energy is going to go down the drain. You're not going to feel – your body's just not going to be at its best to be able to have optimal training sessions and feel at its best and have as much energy as it possibly can. So what happens is people will stay in that caloric deficit and sit in that for an extremely long amount of time. So what metabolic planning is is understanding that giving yourself a timeline. It's basically periodization. I talked about this in a previous episode as well, but it's med- it's basically periodization. So 
it's understanding that I'm going to go into a caloric deficit for this amount of time. Let's say I'm going to give myself three to six months inside of a deficit. Once I'm done there, understanding that I need to work back up to a maintenance and push calories back up through a reverse diet or a recovery diet or whatever it may be to let my body fully recover from that deficit because the deficit is a stress in itself. So thinking you can just stay there forever is not doing your body justice, not doing your mind justice, really not doing your life justice as a whole. Your body's not going to be able to perform optimally if you're always trying to eat low calories. So understanding how to go through a reverse diet where you're slowly adding in calories back in over time to reach back up to a maintenance level is super important, especially if you have goals of adding lean tissue and creating more definition, or if you're a guy creating more muscle, getting bigger, and even for women too, women have that goal as well. Then going into slight surpluses with time too, so that your training can get better, you can get even stronger, you're in the most optimal place necessary to put on muscle, because you need to be eating more calories per day than you're expending to have the chance to put on as much muscle as possible. You can put on a little bit of muscle inside of a caloric deficit and at a maintenance. The newer you are to resistance training, the more benefit you're going to see from that and the more muscle growth you're going to have. But as you get more and more into training, like for me, I've been training over seven, eight, nine years now. There's no way I'm putting on any muscle inside of a deficit or at a maintenance. I have to go into a slight caloric surplus to be able to do that. So for myself, what this looks like, and I would suggest for most people is I go into a caloric deficit starting around usually somewhere starting around like March or April every year. And I'll stay in that deficit for anywhere really from two to four months. And then I'll spend the fall going through a reverse diet and coming back up to a maintenance level of calories, letting my body recover, coming out of the deficit, getting my hormones back in check, um, getting my hunger levels back in check, getting feeling better, getting more energy after I've gone through the fat loss and still sustaining that result that I had. But then from there, I'll go into a slight caloric surplus leading into the winter and run that through the winter and the first half of the spring just to put on as much muscle as I possibly can, which isn't a lot at this point in in the whole journey that I'm on, I've been training for a long time. You, as a natural lifter, you only have so much potential to put on muscle and I've haven't tapped out all of it, but muscle gaining for me is quite a slow process at this time. And so I'll go through that and then I'll go back into a deficit in again, around like March, April of the following year. So it's a long drawn out process, but that's what metabolic planning is. It's planning and knowing that you're not always going to be in that deficit and crashing your hormones, crashing your metabolism and going through the yo-yo effect of up and down. It's taking control of your metabolism and optimizing it instead of letting it take control of you and get your hormones super down, hunger levels go sky high, and then you end up with binging problems or, or just problems that you can never stay on track because you're always super hungry and you get uncontrollable cravings. If you give yourself timelines for everything to where you'll create progress through fat loss. And then you'll learn how to maintain that by upping calories over time. And then if you want to put on lean muscle and, and keep growing, you can go into a slight surplus or else you can just stay at that maintenance, even if you want to for a good amount of time and optimize your training and potentially put on a little bit of muscle there and then go back into a fat loss phase later to look better because you've been able to put on a little bit of muscle. So in short, that's what metabolic planning is. It's just understanding that you can't always be in a deficit and you need to plan your your deficit phases, your maintenance phases, and possibly your surplus phases to really have your body performing and feeling at its all-time best. A deficit, you're not going to feel at your all-time best when you're inside of a caloric deficit. That's where you can make good progress and, and create the lean 
the lean physique you're probably looking for, but just understanding you have to come out of that deficit and planning it before instead of having it happen when you don't expect it. And it's when you're at the point where you just can't stand the deficit anymore that you say, screw this and you go back to eating like regular and don't plan it in strategically. Then that's how you lose all your progress and you end up in that yo-yo phase. So hopefully that makes sense to you. Just understand you need to be planning out what you're doing, periodizing your year with your nutrition and focusing on different goals. The goal can't always be fat loss. So taking your time and and strategizing it is going to have you looking so much better in a year from now than it's going to when thinking about your physique in a year's time instead of a one, two or three months time and and planning it this way within a year, you're going to look a million times better having these different periodized goals inside of that year than always just solely focused on fat loss. You're going to feel better. You're going to look better. And you're ultimately going to be able to stay more consistent because you're getting a different, you're stimulating your mind and your body in different ways throughout the year to create more and more progress. All right. The last question that we're going to answer for today is number four. And it is, I'm having such a hard time deciding on my diet and workouts. My friend recommended I follow you. Do you have any tips? Sure. So it sounds like she's a beginner and she's just getting into this whole thing. So where should she start? Number one, I wouldn't recommend following a diet that has a name. Instead, I would learn nutritional principles, which comes down to your caloric intake, your energy balance, your protein intake, and just starting there, really understanding that those two things, you can control your body composition just within those two things between being in the caloric deficit at a caloric maintenance or in a caloric surplus, depending on your goal. That is the base. Any diet that you follow, any that has a name or anything like that, the reason that it's working is because it's following those guide those guidelines. It's following if you're trying to lose weight, that diet that you're in, the reason that it works is because it has you inside of a caloric deficit. It doesn't it's not because of its particular methods it's using to create that caloric deficit. It's because it's following the principle of being in a caloric deficit. So once you learn that, you can stop looking at things as a diet. There's a lot more information to that. Obviously, you can get down the nutritional rabbit hole and learn. There's so much out there to learn, but starting there is where I would start. Read blogs. Um, I've got a lot of blogs. Read, download the macro starter kit like I've already mentioned. There's a lot of other good trainers out there that have a lot of really, really good information. Honestly, if you'll find... So like, say you look at... How do I phrase this? Say you look at my content and you enjoy it, but you want to learn more from other people and follow follow others. Well, chances are that if you'll see the people that perhaps I'm interacting with or the other trainers or, or nutritionists online, the people that they're interacting with in their circles, chances are those are the people that know what they're doing. And I don't mean that in a cocky way or anything, but it's the people that I pride myself on trying not to be the type that's here just um, for the money's sake. If I want to make as much money as possible, you could go off and sell products like a keto product or different products that again, follow methods instead of talking about principles, selling somebody on principles and understanding you need to understand your caloric intake and all these different things. It's not sexy. It it doesn't sell as well as saying eat keto and drop 20 pounds in, in 10 days. Like that's not something that I'm for because it doesn't benefit the end consumer in the long run. And so where I'm getting at with this is, is seeing like the other trainers and stuff that I maybe follow on my page or the people, the, the trainers that you follow, the nutritionists, and then finding the people that they follow and they interact with and that kind of stuff. Then you're going to find a plethora of information throughout that type of community that's all going to be really solid foundational information that's going to help you different. Different people are going to have different messages, but at the core of all of it, a good trainer, their core 
message is generally pretty much the same. It's being consistent. It's having a lot of patience. It's understanding your energy balance. It's optimizing your protein levels and it's progressive strength training over time with adding in some cardio. And once you understand that, then you're in a a position where you can succeed because you're no longer worried just about a particular method where a lot of newbies, when they come into the fitness industry, they get caught up um, in businesses and people selling stuff and coaches that are talking about methods and why theirs is the best. And, And they get pigeonholed instead of understanding the principles that those methods fit inside of. And that's where all the confusion and where consumers go wrong a lot of the times and get tricked is inside of that sort of thing. So what I would recommend is just finding other trainers, nutritionists that that you enjoy as well and consuming their content and, and finding you'll know that they're good or not by the other people that they're interacting with. Take a step back and understand, is this person trying to, is their core message just trying to sell me something or is it trying to teach me something? And usually the people that are trying to teach you something from a genuine place are the ones that you should be listening to. So I hope that that helps you as far as the nutrition end of it goes. I know you asked about some training too. First and foremost, I would make sure that you just get consistent with resistance training first. If your goal is to be, to lose fat, to create definition in your body, to have a more athletic look, you've got to add in resistance training as a beginner. I'd say two to three sessions per week, either two full body sessions, three full body sessions, or else an upper, lower, and a full body session. Starting there, um, there's a bunch of different resources that you can find. I've got a couple episode, previous episodes talking about how to set up a training program, how to set up a workout, all that kind of stuff, as well as you can download some free workouts. I'll keep that link down below too, but most likely an upper, lower, and a full body, and then sprinkling in like one or two cardio sessions um, for a little bit more of a, a calorie burn and to help just get in better cardiovascular shape for overall health is where I would start. And so, yeah, don't get so caught up in thinking that certain people just be smart as a consumer, just be smart with, with who you're listening to and why you're listening to them. Generally, if somebody's trying to sell you on something that's too good to be true, it's too good to be true, especially inside of the fitness industry. So I hope that that helps you. I know that's a bit of a a rant, but it's what most people need to hear. Everybody's looking for the person that has the next best thing. And really, there's not the next best thing. What it, it comes down to is education. And then if you need accountability, getting accountability through a coach or just asking questions like you asked that question here. I know I've gone back and forth with you um, through DM a little bit, helping you out, getting you started and things like that. Just make sure you're, you're, you're consuming things from people that are at the end of the day just trying to educate you to help you be better and have a better understanding of what it takes to be in control of your body composition. So I hope that that helps. Again, if you guys have more questions, my email is down below. You can always click the link. It'll take you right to my email. You can ask any question you want. I'll get back to you via email as well as bring those questions onto the podcast. So I feel like they're going to help others too. So I really do appreciate you guys for listening. I hope that this episode helps. If it did, like I said, post on your IG story. And if you don't post it there, just share it with somebody. If you feel like there's somebody out there struggling, people that needs help, like a friend, a neighbor, a coworker, anybody, just share it with them, send it to them or let them know when you see them next that there are these types of resources out there that are helping people be able to take control of their body composition without having to buy a product or all these different things. At the core of any successful body composition is education. Any long-term successful body composition, it comes down to education. It comes down to understanding what you're doing and why you're doing it and how to periodize it into a way that 
makes it sustainable for the long run. So like I said, I hope this helps you guys. I really do appreciate you for tuning in and I'll talk with you next time.